Hey, Vegas Nation listeners, I want to take 30 seconds to introduce you to a new podcast from the Review Journal called Critical Condition Accounts from One October. It's a five-part series sharing the powerful stories of two Las Vegas officers who responded to the scene of the One October shooting on the Las Vegas Strip. You can find this wherever you are listening to the podcast right now. Just search Critical Condition Accounts from One October or visit ReviewJournal.com backslash podcast for more information. Now on to Vegas Nation. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, they'll get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Everyone, it's time for another episode of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Station Casinos. Don't forget to check out VegasNation.com and get the Vegas Nation app to follow everything happening here with the Raiders. It's Heidi Fang with Ed Graney and Miles Simmons, and we are all here at the NRG Stadium in Houston, where the Texans have just walked away with a win over the Raiders, 27 to 24. And in this one, guys, I mean, it was pretty competitive. Up until, I think, the third quarter when the Texans really took over the game and then uh, the Raiders were struggling to come back there in the fourth. They lost Rodney Hudson, but the Texans also had a big loss with J.J. Watt. But let's get into the Raiders first. Rodney Hudson, our center here that's been all pro for the Raiders, a a huge loss to the team. Andre James came in, though, and he held his own. But, Miles, what kind of a blow is this to the team? Well, I, I think it depends on how long he's out. You know, it it seemed like uh, John Gruden was concerned after the game with how this thing can maybe end up with Rodney Hudson and it's an ankle injury. So he left the game or, uh, midway through the first quarter and did not return. Um, so, yeah, John Gruden admitted that he is concerned about Rodney Hudson. But I think you, you got to give credit to Andre James, who's an undrafted rookie center out of UCLA. And really, he wasn't a center until he got to the Raiders. Um, So that before that, he was playing offensive tackle. So I think right now what you're seeing is this Raiders offensive line that has not been able to play as it was supposed to be until today when that only happened for about like, what, nine minutes. And so then after that, now they're going to have to adjust again, because look, if Rodney Hudson does not come back into the game with how good he is as a player, with how steady he has been as a contributor at center, that must mean it's pretty serious. So we'll have to see how this goes um, for the Raiders for not just this week, for, but for the next few weeks. And it's been a long road trip here for the Raiders. And for them not to walk away with the win here, it means that they went two and three on the road in this five game road trip. Well, with the exception of the London game actually being on the road, but not technically a road trip. But still, I mean, were you in London or not? Right. Like that's on the road. Like I like, yeah, I know it's technical, whatever. But like London is worse than going to Houston. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. So what do you make of how the team performed in this stretch? And where do you see them uh, as regrouping after this loss here to the Texans? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm sitting in for Adam Hill, so I'm going to go high meter on the sarcastic, dry sense of humor. Uh, I'll try not to go political. Uh, You know, look, obviously, this was a huge opportunity loss. Uh, Miles and I talked about it after the game. Three and two on the trip would have been much better than two and three. They have the benefit of going home now for three straight, four of six, and their their last nine games are against teams that before 
before today started, we're 1835 and one, and only one Kansas City had a winning record. That doesn't mean they're going to walk through victories, not in this league, because they do have obviously deficiencies defensively, especially against good quarterbacks that we've seen. Um, so I think they would have rather, obviously, I know they much would have rather gone home with a win, but it's a big but. Um, three and four with the. Uh, why are you laughing at that? I just said big butt. You started laughing. What's thought, wrong with you, I thought that bang? was part of the dry sense of humor. Yeah, well, that no, that's to right. I'm sorry. That was the Adam Hill's dry sense of humor. Um, no, they go home, and they've got to win games, though. I mean, you know, they, they, they have got to prove they can stop good quarterbacks. They haven't really done that yet this season. And Miles is right now. Rodney Hudson is a big man, and big man on ankles. That could be a while now, putting your putting your weight and trying to you know do what he has to do as a center. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. They did get Tyrell Tyrell Williams back. Trent Brown's back, I and mean, they've got guys back, but now you're losing guys. So they need to go beat. They need to go beat Detroit next Sunday if they're going to stay in this playoff kind of talk or conversation. But this was a big one because I think both of you guys know that if you look at the Texans, you look at the Raiders, are kind of similar teams, and similar teams sometimes end up going for wild cards. And if it's head to head on two teams, they just lost a game today that they can't afford. So we'll see. But this was a huge opportunity lost, in my opinion. So, Miles, the Raiders actually got some pressure here on the quarterback. They got to Deshaun Watson three times, uh, sacked him for losses a total 21 yards. But even though they were able to create that pass rush and um, I believe Max Crosby forced a fumble, but it wasn't it didn't really help them in terms of winning the game. So how do the Raiders go back to the drawing board and on defense? What do they need to do to be able to turn those sacks and to turn those types of fumbles into points for the team. Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing that is going to really be good for them is that they're not going to be playing Deshaun Watson, right? I, I mean, that guy is so special. He left John Gruden shaking his head um, after today's game, and I think John Gruden had a little callback. I'm not sure if he remembered the callback to what Dabo Swinney said about comparing Deshaun Watson to Michael Jordan, but then John Gruden had another soundbite of saying, you know, you look at Deshaun, excuse me, Michael Jordan and all these elite athletes and what they do, and it's the same sort of thing with Deshaun Watson. He makes incredible plays and he makes plays that make you sit back in your chair and just make your mouth drop open, especially that last touchdown he had uh, to Darren Fells. I mean, that play was absolutely stunning. And then you find out after the game that he couldn't even see when he let the ball go. That's ridiculous. Most quarterbacks are not going to be able to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, you are playing Patrick Mahomes, presumably again, but next week you got Matthew Sack who I would say is more on the level of a Kirk Cousins than he is of the elite quarterbacks in the league, like your Aaron Rodgers of the world, your Deshaun Watsons of the world. So not playing a quarterback of that caliber, yes, is going to help you because also you're not going to get the unscheduled plays like Deshaun Watson was making today to convert third downs to get into touchdown situations. So if the Raiders can continue to get pressure on the quarterback, it's going to be good for them probably in other situations where they're not playing somebody like this. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. The penalties did kill them. There were a couple of those on defense, a couple of them with Max Crosby, if I remember right. He had a roughing the passer call, I think, twice. So, I mean... You know, it's a young team, Ed. Where do they go? How do they get this team to uh, get rid of these penalties? Or is that just going to happen as they kind of grow as a team? Because they are young. 
Well, Richie Incognito is not a young player, and he had a huge hold on their last drive. It took him out of field goal range for Daniel Carlson, though, to potentially tie the game and forced overtime. So he's a veteran. Uh, Max Crosby, who is a rookie, had a couple bad penalties, uh, a uh, roughing the passer. Um, it was a face mask, or he, he had another one that was not good. Uh, you can't – look. You can't come on the road against a pretty good team and a great quarterback and have 11 penalties for 100 yards and say, well, he we should have won the game. No, you can't do that. Um, the penalties killed him. I didn't think I'd like to see what Miles think. I didn't think they were aggressive enough. And I know they look, they only had three second half um, possessions. I get that. In fact, the, the, uh, Houston had the ball in the third quarter for over 12 minutes, which is almost ridiculous. I mean, it's not almost, it's completely ridiculous. But I'd like to see what Miles thinks. I didn't think they attacked a secondary riddled with injuries in Houston enough. I mean, this I don't even know who's in the secondary anymore for Houston. They had to trade for Gary on Conley this week just yeah, that, to have a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, so I don't think they were aggressive enough in attacking. And then, and then when they are trying to attack there in the end, Tyrell Williams has a flat drop. And ESPN gave it a defended pass on the one on the very last play of the ridge before punting away for the last time. I thought it was a drop. It was in his hands. So, you know, I don't think they went after them the way they should have. I know Josh Jacobs is a good running back, and you want him running the ball. But when you have a secondary beat up like that, J.J. Watt goes out in the first half, I thought they could have done more. And, and again, three second-half possessions is not a lot. I think they scored on two of them. Yeah, well, and, I, you know, I tend to agree with you, though, Ed, because I think the biggest thing that the Raiders were able to do in the third quarter when they only had one possession was they were able to attack with Tyrell Williams, get down the field and score. So I thought it was interesting after the game where you had Derek Carr admitting the fact that he kind of forgot sometimes that Tyrell Williams was on the field. And he, yes, exactly. And he, you know, he didn't quite say, Oh, I forgot, but he said, look, we, we were looking at the pictures and I went to Trevor Davis one time. And then you look at the other side and you're saying, Oh yeah, Tyrell Williams, is there on the field too. And he said, you have to adjust because Williams hadn't been there for the last two games. He missed a bunch of practice time. So because of that, you know, you're, you're adjusting to different things, but I don't, I don't think that's a really good reason or excuse when at the end of the day, you've got to make something happen. And you know what? They did score points on two of those three um, possessions that they had in the second half. But when you get it, uh, when you get a field goal instead of a touchdown, right? And you're all the way down to their 24, their 25 yard line, that's significant. And so you have to be able to, I think, as you're saying, attack that riddled secondary that is riddled with injuries. Somebody is there that you know just got there on Tuesday. Right. You have to be able to do a little bit more in order to win. And right now, I think the Raiders are just having a lot of trouble getting to 30 points. Like we said this you know, to each other earlier, and if the Raiders are playing an opponent that can score 30 or more, they're going to have a tough time winning just based on the way they're playing offense right now. And we talked about Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, he was a little banged up coming into this one. He had 15 carries, um, didn't hit the 100-yard mark. But, I mean, it, do you see like his health right now being – do you see him being able to go the full length of the season um, and, and taking more reps? I mean, how what do they do with him right now as they head into the next game with the Lions? It, it, do you think they give him time to get heal up? I mean, what, what do we do with Josh Jacobs? No, you tell the kid this is the NFL. I mean, he's not going to be 100% probably for the rest of the year. You got to remember, what do we hear about Josh Jacobs out of Alabama? Very low usage in terms of Alabama backs. This kid has not been used to the kind of pounding he's now taking. But, you know, you put him in the whirlpool, you probably don't practice him a ton during the week. You rest him. And look, this is the life of the NFL. This is no different than most backs and most position players across the NFL. I mean, obviously, if it's a serious injury, but if, if it's just like the shoulder's hurting or this is hurting and you can go, 
then you know you go tape them up, shoot them up, and you go. That's like that's the reality of the NFL. I mean, it's it's really you know it's uh, people hate to hear that, but that's what these guys do to get ready to play on Sunday. So for a kid who didn't have a heavy load in college, uh, he's learning what it's like to be in the NFL now, and this is what it is. Uh, you don't want him to get hurt bad because he's a really really good talent, and they need him. But I would think if it just remains, hey, the shoulders hurt, Miles. Hey, this I'm aching and bruised here. He plays, and you say this is this is what it's about. Yeah, he didn't practice all, all week, but I thought he was still pretty effective in this game. He had 15 carries, 66 yards. Of course, 23 of those yards came on one carry. But I think you just look at the way he can still power through arm tackles. I think it was either the first or second play. Somebody's got him from behind on the undershirt, and he still runs out of it. That's the kind of thing that you can see Josh Jacobs doing, despite the fact that, okay, he didn't practice all week. Oh, well. You know, he can still come out on the field and still perform. And you need that out of a young back. So I would almost expect to see the same kind of deal going forward. If he doesn't practice, fine. You, you, go, you, you, you know, as you said, shoot him up, you know, rest and do whatever you have to do during the week. But on Sundays, you better perform. And I think that he was able to do that today for the most He wasn't good enough. He was fine. You know, in the NBA, they call it load management. Let's say Kawhi Leonard, you sit out a game. Load management in the NFL is you don't practice all week. Absolutely. And there you go. And then, you know, you show up for the walkthrough and you're questionable, questionable, questionable. We were talking about Blake Martinez, Miles and I before the, the, the Green Bay uh, linebacker. linebacker. That guy's been, that guy's been questionable his entire career. And he, all he does is go out every Sunday and like have 10 tackles and two for loss. I mean, it's crazy. So there's guys like that. And maybe Josh Jacobs becomes one for the rest of the year where Miles is up there for practice. He's not practicing all week, but you know he's going to play and, and he's questionable and he goes and does it. And again, that's no different than a ton of NFL players who have to take the week to get their body back in. We say it because it's a cliche, but you know, these are car crashes these guys go through every snap. This is not an easy game to play. So when you do that to your body, you need recovery time. And maybe he just becomes one of these manageable guys where he doesn't do much during the week and you put him out there on Sunday. It is good that he did not have that many carries, though, at Alabama. I, I think that on the one hand, it's OK. How does he manage that? from the standpoint of, okay, you, you've never done this before. You've never carried this much of a load before. How do you handle it? And I think he's either already gone over the most amount of touches uh, that he ever had at Alabama with 120, or he will next week. Right, and think, so, think about that. There's nine games left. Exactly. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he took yeah. something like 215 carries at Alabama. He will have maybe 300 touches at the end of this season. So. There's a lot that is going to go into it, but I think as of right now, you still feel good about where Josh Jacobs is and what he can continue to do. Okay, so the last thing, the main discussion, I think a lot of the discussion before this game started was Carr needed to stretch the field to be able to beat the Texans. Now, while he did have that 65-yarder to Hunter Renfro, it wasn't necessarily a deep pass. The one to Tyrell Williams was, but I mean... Is yeah, but Carr... that didn't count because Gary Ann Conley was covering him. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, what did we he think was of kind of not covering him actually? <laughs> of uh, Carr's effectiveness. I mean, um, you know, he's stretching the field a little bit here, but I think maybe there needs to be a little bit more on the deep threat and the deep attack for them to be able to win games like this. So, uh, with Carr, where did you see his output today, Miles, and and how he was able to come together for this game? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's really, really hard right now for the Raiders to win in a shootout. Part of it is their receivers are inexperienced in the scheme. Let's put it that way, right? You have not had Tyrell Williams for the entirety of the season. And again, Derek Carr had to adjust to him being back in the lineup today. Okay, that's fine. Your other players that you're kind of counting on right now are Hunter Renfro, who's, who's still a rookie. 
Uh, Trevor Davis just got to the Raiders at the end of September. Uh, Zay Jones just got to the Raiders a couple weeks ago. He still made a couple of catches today. So it's hard right now, I think, for this team to really have somebody consistent on the outside. Now, the other thing you're going to have to think about is going through these next few weeks, who are they going to see a cornerback in different positions on the outside? Darius Slay is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. That's who they're going to be facing next week. They, they might use him to take out Tyrell Williams. And if that happens, then, okay, Zay Jones, what are you going to do to step up? Davis, what are you going to do to step up? Renfro, what are you going to do to step up? The other thing today that kind of happened was they did not get that much out of their tight ends. You look at Darren Waller's production, he finished the day with two catches for 11 yards. He had eight targets. That's not something that we've seen all year. So good job by the Houston defense, obviously. But if you want this offense to be productive, Josh Jacobs has to be good because he's the best player on their offense. Darren Waller, this is the best player not named Josh Jacobs. And you have to have those two guys going and then you have to supplement that with the threats from the outside. So I think this game is more on the defense than it is the offense simply because they could not get off the field in the second half. But at the same time, yes, you want more out of that offense because they can't get to 30 points quite yet. And that's a problem. Well, and I'll also say, and Miles will be all over this uh, for the Review Journal, look at the trade deadline. I think they're going to be buyers. Um, I'm just going to throw out a name. What do you do if Josh Gordon's out there? The, the Patriots are going to release this guy. Um, and he has issues, and we know that. But they've taken guys on with issues before. I think they will look for wide receivers out there. I think they'll look at linebackers and defensive players as well. But other than Tyrell Williams, like Miles said, it's hard to stretch this field right now. And if someone's there and the, the apple's there and the temptation's there, and you really think with that back-end schedule that you can get to a wild-card spot, I will not be shocked if these guys do something with someone like Josh Gordon. I, I don't know if that's happening. I'm just saying, you know, from all reports out of the East Coast, he's going to be outright released. If that happens, I, I think – I mean, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying knowing Mayock and Gruden, what they've done to this point, would it shock any of us if they if they inquire about him? I mean, they need a guy who can stretch the field. And I just think, you know, I mean – there's going to be other receivers out there. I don't know if there's going to be as many as talented as he is because I don't know if A.J. Green's really going to be moved. I don't know. I mean, we're hearing all these big-time names. Where you're, first of all, I don't even know if the Raiders have at this point what, what would need to be given up because of all the moves they made. But there are guys. I, I think they're buyers at the deadline. The only thing I would say about Josh Gordon is that you've already acquired two wide receivers in Trevor Davis and Zay Jones. And I think Trevor Davis and Zay Jones, you add them together, that equals Josh Gordon. And it might be a little bit more than Josh Gordon because those two guys have availability. And you know that they're going to be available. And it's the as players often say, the best ability is availability. Right. So why go and get a Josh Gordon who doesn't know your offense and is going to have to learn it when you've already gotten two guys who are sort of in that same situation, but have also proven that they can be effective in your scheme. So I think that they, I would think they would look more at defensive help than offensive help just based on the way they are. Unless Rodney Hudson's going to be out for a long time and you might look at an interior offensive yeah. lineman to fill in the gap. I, I still think they'll be, I, I think you'll agree they'll be buyers. Yeah. I think they believe, look, I, I think they think they're going to take a shot at the playoffs. Um, I haven't seen a Kansas City update. I still think they're the best team in the AFC West. The Chargers got very fortunate to win today. I still think people are saying, you know, I, I still think the Chargers are sneaky kind of good if they just don't charger themselves out of it. But I think the Raiders <laughs> at the deadline will say we're buyers because I think they will believe at worst in their minds they'll have a shot at the wild card, which, by the way, now means if you're a Raider fan out there, go Houston Texans because you want Houston Texans winning the AFC South and then you're head-to-head -head with Indy maybe for a wild card spot. You beat the Colts. I mean, a lot of stuff has to happen, but you have to look at these kind of things. And I think at this point when you walk out of here, if you're a Raiders fan, you're like, 
go go Texans, go win the division. So right. then we then, then then the Raiders are going against the, the, maybe the Colts in terms of a head-to-head. Yeah, we can look at these things. They don't need to. They got to take care of their own business. But I think we're not doing our jobs properly if we're oh, not yeah, looking yeah. at the yeah if we're not looking at the scenarios and say, look, this was a big missed opportunity yeah, because you've got to play all these teams in the AFC South. And I said this, you know, on the video, you always look at those graphics that they've got in December sure. where it says in the hunt, right. and all those freaking AFC South teams are always yeah, there because the Tennessee is always going to win some games that they shouldn't and they're going to lose some games that they shouldn't. I don't know why they're always like this, but you can go back to 2007 with Jeff Fisher and they were still like that, right? So well, then you, it was Jeff Fisher, uh, but okay. I, yes, I, but then you have the nine and 17. Nine and seven. <laughs> they weren't nine and seven, they were eight and 18. And I say that with respect. I worked with Jeff Fisher for years. But they also, I mean, you look at the Texans, they're in the same boat. Yeah. They're nine and seven a lot. They're 11 and five last year. You've got the Colts who proved that they can go and win a lot of games Toward the end of last season, when yes. they won, I think it's nine of their last nine. Games. So, yeah. look, these teams are all going to be in the hunt, and it, even Gardner Minshew's got the Jaguars, Jaguars doing things. Jaguars are doing all right, right? Yeah. So you're going to play Tennessee, you're going to play Jacksonville. If you can beat those two teams, you're going to be in the thick of it, and and you know you've already beaten the Indianapolis Colts too. So we'll see how it all turns out, but I I think at three and four. The Raiders could certainly be in a worse spot than they are right now going into these three home games in a row. And those home games starting back in Oakland Sunday, the third, you have the Lions and then the Chargers and then the Bengals. Then they oh head back out on the road no, to there's the a, Jets. There's, there's more opportunities. I mean, yeah. this, you know, they, but you can't, look, as I wrote in the column for tomorrow, great teams can miss an opportunity and still be okay. The Raiders are not a great team. So when you're handed an opportunity like this, that's a long it should, you know, what's the what's the plane ride back to Bay or two hours, two and a half hours, three hours? It might seem like four tonight because I think if you talk to them, whether it was Cleveland Furl, a rookie saying this was really, really, really big, or Derek Carr, more veteran guys going, this was a missed opportunity. I think every one of those guys in that locker room understood we let this slip away. This was one that would have really made the difference perhaps in the long run. So now, like Miles said, they'll have to go maybe win some win one they're not supposed to. You know, go go steal one that maybe, you know, they'll be favored in a lot of these games coming up, but you know. Maybe you have to go to Kansas City. You know, and I don't know what it is. Maybe you have to maybe you have to sweep the Chargers instead of split with the Chargers. I mean, you're going to have to do something now after this that maybe people didn't think. But you know what? I don't know if anyone thought they'd be two and two and three on the road. Yeah. I, I, they weren't favored in any of them. I'm telling you, before I'll raise my hand. I thought they could lose all five. I mean, I thought this was going to, and they, they 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 went two and three. So I think there's still a chance. But Miles said it. But you got to clean up things defensively, and you got to prove you can beat a big, good quarterback. Yep. You've got to prove you can beat a good quarterback because they have not. Let's be honest. They have three wins. They have not beaten a good quarterback. Flacco is one. Uh, Chase, Chase Daniel, Daniel is two. Well, Jacoby Brissett's been better than people thought, I guess. Wasn't Andrew Luck, Fair. though. Fair. But the elite guys, Rodgers, Mahomes, this guy, Watson, has torched them for long stretches enough to win games. And I agree with Miles about um, Kirk Cousins being more like what they're going to face in Stafford. But there's some, you know, Mahomes will be back. Um, Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. they got guys coming up now that they're going to have to beat somebody. Yep. All right, so that'll do it here for us from Energy Stadium. Was I negative enough? Am I at more Adam Hill than you wanted? No, that was perfect. I think it was spot on. The exact right tone. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect, perfectly good tone and intonation. 
to impersonate Adam Hill. Just because it's Adam, I wanted to make this podcast great again. <laughs> He's going to get Elizabeth Warren to write the end of this, but instead he gets Heidi Fang. So uh, give us all a follow here on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons, at Ed Greeny, and I am at Heidi Fang. We'll be back next Sunday with another game recap. And, of course, we'll have your preview for you on Thursday. Uh, don't forget, we are brought to you here by... STN Sports Mobile Station Casinos and get that Vegas Nation app downloaded and find us on VegasNation.com. Thank you everybody so much for listening.